leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership, where we have Jamie Williams from the MITRE Corporation. And it's on the shirt, so it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> Going to talk to us about his journey into cybersecurity leadership and tips and tricks along the way. Jamie, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to start off by saying thanks for having me. Looking forward to chatting. But my name is Jamie Williams. I've been at MITRE for, oh, the math is hard at this point, about five and a half years at this point. So it's been a long, fun journey. I started off as an individual contributor. So really, I had a big appetite for getting my hands on things, hands on keyboard, show me the hardest, most technical things. Really love that kind of space, but over time developed into a little bit of a lead. I try not to think of myself as a manager. So I think this like leadership threshold is probably about the safest landing place. So more than happy to share my experience, but especially in the last five years, I've also had the opportunity to bounce around different roles, doing attack work, attack evaluations, adversary emulation. So a little bit of everything. And you think about your experience, what made you want to leave being an individual contributor and starting to lead people? I think it's, and people always ask this because I think everyone planning out your your career, you obviously want to keep have goals and keep progressing. I for me, it came naturally I'm not saying I, I know it's a little bit different personality. But in terms of that evolution, in particularly, I started off working on attack, I was writing techniques, I felt like it, I might have just been me at the time focusing on that. And then we started hiring more people and more people started joining the team. And there became a need where hey, that thing that I've been doing, I needed to share it with more people. And oh, I can help them mentor them. And before long, it matured into something that was a little more formal where I'm reviewing, I'm do, helping scoping, doing training, a little bit of you can never in leadership, you can never really fully avoid management. So I'm helping them with kind of the managerial kind of stuff. And I think to your point, at least from my perspective, I've seen the best kind of progressions into that leadership role as that natural, hey, you start as an individual contributor. I understand what folks are doing. I can help cope, but also you as that leader need that in terms of your, in my case, I'm working on this thing, more hands, more diversity, more perspectives, all better. The more people I can get working on the same task, the better we're all going to be for it. I think it's a little bit of that kind of progression of both understanding your trade, being, you know, in the weeds and opening up that aperture and saying, let's get more people involved here. Let's let more people present themselves and contribute to this. But then you still being there and being is not going to just dive in day one. And there, people have questions and even over time you question each other where there's people that join the team and I got them set up and they were doing their thing. And then six months later, they're like, Hey, I noticed you always do this. That doesn't make sense. You should probably stop doing that. Or, Hey, I tried what you told me and it didn't really work out hundred percent. I found a better way and learning goes back and forth. So I think that natural question is really, at least in my experience and not even just attack in other aspects like adversary emulation and threat intelligence, we all have that mentor up, mentor down perspective that really helps you as long as 
because you're still staying true to your kind of passion and your, um, I think it just happens. Like I said, I think everyone's a little bit different. So there might be opportunities where you can leap and take a jump ahead and maybe fast forward a little bit, but I'm a big fan of just keep doing your thing, keep doing what you love and you, the world may surprise you. You sound like that servant leader profile. As you look at the skills that leaders need as you developed, what do you instill in those that you grow? That's tough. I think it's two twofold, at least in my experience, is empathy, understanding. It's so hard. And I think I've seen this across the industry is once you get really good at something, it's so hard to remember that when you weren't and looking back and saying, oh, it's frustrating to explain the same thing over and over again. And some people, you need that second and third reminder of, hey, don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. But we've all been there. And I think that's one of the things that I've tried to keep myself honest of is thinking back to the people who did that for me and oh like they were annoyed they were frustrated they sent me the same email five times I need to pay that forward because that's just part of the development but in that same respect also transparency for better or worse especially with that I don't know what perfect leader model is that sounds awesome I'm um, gonna check that out later but exactly as you said like for better or worse helping whoever you're leading telling them, putting it straight on. Hey, you're doing great. This is fantastic. And, and that also gets to that information sharing of this is what I think of it. I'm not just going to give you a thumbs up or saying good job. Like this is why I think this is good. I'm going to give you very, very surgical feedback. But then again, I think one of the tougher things with leadership is the inverse of that where, Hey, I think you could do this a little better. I think I, I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do, but I've done this before. And I think you're heading on a path that kind of ends in maybe suboptimal performance or, Hey, like maybe we need to re consider X, Y, but that just, I think all of that comes from that trust you develop as a leader in terms of once you be transparent with them, show, Hey, like this is our, we have shared goals. We are all on this team together. This is what we're trying to achieve. I'm not doing this. I'm, I don't have any influence. I'm not trying to steer you in some misdirected way. I'm going to let you know why I think the things that I do, why I say the things I do so that you understand them course, correct me. If I say something, and you think I'm wrong. I want you to feel that you are enabled to say, nope, I think you're wrong here. We need to not do that. I mean, it needs to be a constructive conversation. And I think all of, I think that, and also, I think maybe those two play on each other because a little bit of that empathy kind of going, Hey, not just again, not that top down, but also bottom up of I sometimes tough things need to happen. If you expose people to that, they understand, Hey, maybe he didn't want to do that. Or maybe that wasn't his first choice, but it's just the way it is. I think those two really play on each other and build that kind of, at least for me, that works out really well. And as you think about delegation, collaboration, and communication, how important are those competencies to leaders and why? Oh, geez. Delegation is like a, such a tough one for me because, you know, especially coming from that individual contributor where it's fun, it's exciting, it's, you feel accountable for your work and you're proud of it. It's so hard to hand that off and trust someone else. But I think that's necessary. And that's one of the things I think good leaders do naturally, but growing into that leadership role, it's at least for me, it was a huge like learning curve in terms of taking that step back saying, I'd really love to do this, but I also need to get out of the way because it's really important for other people to do it and have that learning experience for themselves have that passion and that enjoyment for themselves. But also if you're hands on your, I think it's good to see your point about communication. If you're too hands-on, you're going to bias their bias. You're going to micromanage. But if you're too hands-off, if you just throw it over the fence and hope they figure it out, they might not be in a situation where they can handle it. So I think it's, it all comes down to that. And I don't think to my knowledge, I'm an expert in leadership, but I don't think there's a perfect formula 
for balancing those things. It's one, but it is, I think the formula is just being in terms of do they balancing too much, too little delegation, too much, too little communication. And I think that's something that different leaders kind of have profiles of, like to your point about like us being a servant leader. I think that's, there's different profiles from the leader, but also it's like a responsibility of a leader to understand your, the different people in your team and how they respond where some folks are, there's some people that I work with. I know I can just throw them anything. You get it. You understand how I think you probably understand the problem, but I also understand you will ask it if you need, I don't, there's going to limited, there's going to be as much communication as needed to get the job done where some folks I recognize, Hey, maybe they need a little bit of scoping. I need to check in. It's not necessarily one's better than the other. It's just people operate differently. So you have to, you're never really going to map that out perfectly, but the more you're aware of that and you can course correct and learn as you grow together as I think you eventually, again, start to work closer and closer to that culture where it feels complete, contributing to the mission, and they have everything they need where they're comfortable and they're able to focus in on whatever the task at hand is. Another skill that I've seen a lot of people mention is influence. What are your views on influence (laughs) or negatively when it comes to leadership and how it's used? Whether influence can obviously can sometimes get a little icky because like I said, you think you always think of like show offs and marketing or at least in my brain do, but it's a, it's definitely a required skill. Even obviously externally, if folk, if your folks are doing awesome work, you want to get them attention. You don't want them to feel like they're just doing this stuff and it's just going nowhere. So obviously getting people ready that they deserve, but also even internally with like within corporate culture, you have to advocate for your people. You have to advocate for their work, whether it's promotions and rec- internal recognition or, Hey, this person has some life matter and there's something personal coming up. You kind of have to be there. And that only really happens if you're able to exactly to your point, not only ex- influence those external parties, even within, I think influence with internally to a team. I haven't really thought too much about that. I don't really, like I said, I'm more big on that kind of empathy, trust, let's work together. But I think everything outside of that team, I think to a degree comes down to like influence exactly as you said. So whether or not it's something that you're, you see yourself being good at or something that you really want to do. I think at some point as a leader, it's, it just becomes a requirement. So the better you are at it, but also managing it and scaling it where you don't want to go off and oversell yourself. You don't want to go off and make these promises that you can't keep up, but you need to, that's definitely going to be a tool that you can use to make sure your team has what they need. So it's one of those kind of tricky things, but situationally, I wouldn't discard it as something that you just can ignore and pretend like it's not really something that might hit you in the face at some point. We initially met through a friend of a friend that connected <laughs> us, and then we met at a conference. That That's a form of networking. How yes. important is that as a leader, and how do you use it as a leader and pass it to your team? Yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of almost plays hand in hand with influence of that network is it's really, like you said, it's a system and things, systems share resources. And like I said, it's almost like a self-preservation. Hey, I think exactly to your point, a lot of this network that we build is, hey, I have a resource that might be helpful to other people. I'm going to contribute it to the network or I have a need. Someone's looking for a new job. Someone's looking for information. I have a project. Maybe we're stuck on something. You, You contribute. It's like a community of sorts. You contribute and it's like, a push pull, you add things in, you pull things out. But when I think that as a leader, it's, I think it exists at both a leader and individual contributor level, but obviously there's levels to all of this as a leader. It's really important because you can, again, advocate on behalf of not only your individual, but also at your team where 
hey, you know, I very often, I think the way we met was the things my team's doing is relevant to these folks and these folks, but also there's things that they can do for us. And whether that's holistic to our team of, hey, I, I got this new information that's going to help us all out, or hey, I'm summarizing what we've been working on for the last three months and providing it over here, not, not to make it transactional, but you can really make, you can only really communicate and participate in these communities if you're willing to both kind of share as well as receive. So I think it's a little nebulous, but I do think it's something, again, similar to influence where it's not something you can necessarily just disregard. So if you just put yourself in a, an office somewhere, turn all the lights off and work by yourself, you might do some awesome things, but it's just not going to have, especially with the way our like like cyber and infra information security operates as an industry, it's just not going to have as much impact if you're not sharing it and you're not showing it and you're getting more perspective from the outside. So again, one of those things where whether or not you like it, you have to, and personally, I love it, but whether or not you like it or not, you have to at least be aware and do at least your due diligence in that respect. I love that approach. Now we're towards the end and I always like to ask, what advice would you give to future leaders? Oh, that's a tough one. I, we covered a lot of it, but just to foot stomp it, just let it happen. Don't know people that I actually... Even thinking back to my internship days, people were like, I want to be like executive of this or manager of that. And I think those courses and those paths are possible. And like I said, if that's your goal, that's your goal. At least from my perspective, I was one of those, I'll never be a manager. I'll never be a leader. I just want to do my thing. Just let, let it happen. Like I said, if you had told me five years ago, hey, this is where you'd be in your current job, I would have said, oh, I don't want to do that. Versus like even there was a certain points where I was like, hey, I was presented opportunities and they were like, hey, do you want to lead this or do you want to be in a more senior role this. And I wasn't sure. And I was like, oh, that sounds, I could say no and go off and do this like more hands-on keyboard, more direct thing. And I'd be happier, but that looks, and I'm really happy that I was able to say yes to a lot of those, because again, it's something that I didn't expect, but it ended up being beneficial for me as a person, like learning different skills and rounding out. But also there's that, that big win of there's nothing more exciting. If you're not sure about leadership, there's nothing more exciting than watching someone develop. And like you, you met them day zero, you, they didn't know what was going on. You taught them some stuff. Not only did they catch up to you, they surpassed you because they came with this huge background. They knew a bunch of things. They learned things. They saw things and just watching that like kind of seed grow to me, that's like the best feeling in leadership. So I think just to summarize that my, my advice would just be like, play it natural, see where things go. But when those opportunities present themselves, even if it's a little bit, maybe outside of your comfort zone, consider it. You necessarily don't have to say yes to everything, but especially where it's like, Hey, this is something you're really passionate about. You think you can contribute. You're just not sure. Those are those leaps of faith that I think really pay off because it's just, I don't, I don't think anyone is like a hundred percent sure about a leadership role until again, months and months later, and you see the result and you're like, I'm so glad I did that. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Jamie, where can people find you and on the internet? Yeah, on the internet. So I technically have a link page. I don't really check it, but if people want to connect, they're happy to do, but Twitter's best place, Jamie Antisocial. Yep, no underscores or anything. One giant blob of characters. That's probably where I'm most active. But again, there you can find me. Just feel free to shoot out a message. Happy to chat. Yeah, Twitter's probably 
best, honestly. I checked LinkedIn when I get like the automated like notification. I'm like, oh, cool. So-and-so did something or tagged me or sent me a message. I'll go look then. But moment to moment, Jamie Antisocial on Twitter. And are you working on any exciting projects right now or not that you Oh, yeah. Share? Big stuff. So we're always growing attack. I think 2023 will be a big year for attack in terms of us. Not necessarily. Attack doesn't really, it's a common language. So we're not going to reinvent the wheel, but inter diving into some interesting spaces that are developing in terms of adversary tradecraft. And then with adversary emulation, one of our biggest goals has always been to get more accessible. So we'll be putting out continually putting out things that just open it up and make offensive assessments more something that not only anyone can execute, but more organizations can actually use and provide value in. So that's not necessarily going to point to something specific, but just stay tuned because we're always just trying to make in generally security operations just more like attainable for anyone. Because I, I love my job, super excited. So I could probably talk all day as I know we got to wrap up. I see that. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time and others. Have a great rest of your day. Cheers. Thank you. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.